to the Mindfulness at IBM podcast. Uh, happy Monday. So this week uh, we have a very interesting guest later on, Fabiani from Brazil. Uh, but before that, um, you know, I want just to st- stress the importance of, um, you know, the, the work that everybody in the community does, right? So everyone in the Mindfulness IBM community is a volunteer. And I'm so grateful for all the practice leaders. We have a, a, you know, a lot of events, like more than 50 plus events every single week organized by people all around the world. People that don't necessarily have to do it, right? But they do it because they, they like to share, they like the practice in itself, they like to practice with other people because it's, um, you know, it's, it's like having a, a meal with, uh, with the company, right? You, you enjoy uh, the company you enjoy the uh, you know the energy that just gets from from sharing something together and at the same time they they like the fact that you know mind believe about the fact that mindfulness is a good uh, practice healthy for our mind right so the the more are practicing it the better is going to be as well the environment around because we talk about you know respect empathy compassion uh, you know presence and uh, how to evaluate the importance of every single moment right uh, so what, what, what do you think but Yes, Lele. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. There's just so much going on and so many passionate people that have been dedicating their time, their passion, their compassion to this stuff around the world. And it's, my brain can't fathom this, but there's so much that they're interconnected to. When they lead the practices, when they bring this up to to different people, when they're present, when they're mindful, in their meetings, their interactions, it really spreads to all facets of of the company and beyond. Not just in well-being, but in sales, but in design, in agile, in AI, in the whole diversity and inclusion space. We are a community and I'm very happy for what we're doing and where we're gonna go together and being mindful okay so now i think it's time for our guest so please welcome fabiani hello hello fabiani welcome to the podcast how are you doing thank you i'm fine i'm very happy to be here with you today guys and um, as i shared with you i'd like to talk a bit about the importance of sharing the experience with others Mm -hmm. the mindfulness experience with others and also to write about it what we call journaling okay 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 but uh, hold on hold on Uh, let's start uh, a little bit uh, one step back one step back so you 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 are uh, currently in brazil right yeah, and part of the yeah. a very big uh, and uh, you know very active uh, practice group that is that is in in Brazil. There are many sessions happening. There is uh, a lot of uh, passionate uh, folks that are practicing mindfulness, right? Um, and I I think what, and this podcast is created mostly as well for sharing about and talking about mindfulness. So you're coming the right place here, right? Um, but we are not doing so much journaling, though. But yes, let's let tell 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 us more about what to share and why is it worth to share? Yeah, so um, I'm teaching mindfulness for four years now for different groups. Um, some people is um, with some 
uh, psychology disturbs uh, working together with a uh, psychology clinical clinical um, and uh, I've been seeing that we are not uh, so used to uh, share or to uh, uh, write about and uh, based on the study of John Tisdale uh, that created the theory about interactive um, cognitive subsystems we have subsystems, mental subsystems, that uh, deal with information in a very different way. And they complement each other. The point is that we, our society, hypervalorized or hypervalue um, the thoughts with words. But there are more than thoughts with words. So when we are practicing mindfulness, we are assessing these subsystems that are more uh, perceptive. If we don't write about it, or if we don't talk about the experience, then we lose the opportunity to um, make the perceptive intelligence connected to the more rational intelligence, right? So we are, uh, when we are writing about or when we are talking about the experience, we are connecting them. We are bringing to the rational subsystem information from, from the perceptive subsystem. That's why uh, in mindfulness we uh, um, promote so much the sharing experiencing and the writing, uh, the writing, the journaling, right? And I understand, I wanted to bring this because uh, I'm not a very talkative person. And in the beginning for me, it was really difficult to, uh, like, what, sharing what, right? Why do I need to talk? So I thought that maybe it would be a good motivation to explain why it helps and uh, to, to people that maybe uh, is like me. Yeah, so if you don't want to talk about, or if it's difficult for you to talk about, you can write and try to organize what happened in terms of process. Like, it's not just writing anything, but trying to describe what happened in the experience. And in doing that, you can understand that there is a, a process that you follow. Now, we, we mentally, we repeat some process. And uh, when we uh, um, promote the writing or the sharing, we are inviting you to get in contact with this and to understand and separate, understand that we repeat process mentally, understand that there are thoughts uh, with words that are thoughts without words, and that also that there is a silence which is uh, sometimes frightening because when we start to talk only about the experience and all about the process then you mm -hmm. see that there is a space there and there is silence and how much uncomfortable we are with silence what you're saying is uh is very important, and and Leila and I are, are are both, I'm sure, equally pleased that you're you're bringing in this very important element. Uh, I had the 
the privilege this year to, to take as a student and as a teacher, the mindfulness-based cognitive therapy uh, program that John Teasdale uh, co-created. And, and I think even this year, I, I get to have a workshop with him. But what, what I've learned is that in mindfulness-based programs, that journaling, it's, it's part of the process. Right. That writing down what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're sensing, what you're experiencing, that is essential to really grasping the and, and, and sensing the the quality of, of of being mindful. And when going through a mindfulness based program, there's a lot of time to discuss, or there's a lot of time to inquire, to ask questions, and often a teacher will because because like you're saying and, and i have a i had a, a big issue with this growing up is speaking right S speaking in public uh sharing what what i what i'm thinking or what i'm feeling if you're around people from from different groups or if you have a, a trained teacher they will bring in those different perspectives because often people talk about the benefits of mindfulness and, oh, I felt great and I'm so relaxed and this was a great practice. Yeah. Let's do body scans all day. But, but often the people won't say, that was horrible. I, I totally hated that experience. I couldn't stop my heart racing. My mind was all over the place. So it's important to right, speak and, and, and share you know, everything that, that you were just mentioning now. So, so thank you. Lele? Hmm. But I mean, the since the, as you said, since the experience is so individual and so different from each one of us, um, uh, I mean, it's true that uh, a teacher or somebody with more experience might just point you to one direction to say, "But you should feel this, right? Or you should understand this." Um, but the problem is also always where you where you are looking, right? And how you are looking at it, right? With what is the uh, you know the, the approach while you are approaching everything, right? Is the judgment around, uh, and so the journey is very long, right? And it takes to you um, to many things, and only sharing can can help you to understand it more, right? And that, that's actually why um, I mean the, the greatest part of of the practices as well we have, right? In in the community is that uh, every single practice, at least. Those, the, the one that I'm happening to, 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 to experience, there are not so many people and majority are really friendly and you always have the opportunity to have a, a chat, a conversation. It's not only about the practice, it's about connecting. But what about journaling, actually? What, what would you write and how often would you write and uh, what, is, what is about that? Yeah, I think uh, normally I've seen uh, this invite to write just after the, the practicing and then after writing, uh, then you share. And also sometimes you share, but uh, I mean, I open the group to share and I see that nobody wants, then I ask, okay, you, you can write to yourself. Uh, because as, as Patrick uh, mentioned, sometimes the, the, the practice is not comfortable, the experience was not comfortable. But it's also important to share that, because then uh, you can have some support. Maybe you, you missed something, that's why inquiring is so important. 
right? Because then you missed something or you got in, engaged in, in, in one emotion or in one thought and you didn't understand that or uh, maybe you, you missed the how to do. So one attitude or the intention, whatever. So I've seen that people want to be positive and maybe giving the feedback about the practice, they, they want to give you a, a, a positive feedback, right? Because maybe they think that we want to please, and it's, yes, we all we want to please the others, but uh, leading with uh, discomfort is also part of mindfulness because uh, we, we are using the attitude of openness, of curiosity, and, and to, to lead with it, to, to relate with it, not forgetting. So if we're just trying to be positive and it's not positive, then we miss the, the way in, in mindfulness, right? And also to give this message that it's okay to tell to the instructor or to the person that guided that it was not comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely. I think it's a good topic to bring, uh, like, and encouraging everyone. If you are practicing mindfulness, it doesn't feel good. It feels weird. Or even if it feels amazing, uh, it's actually, uh, you should go uh, further. Not only, ah, it feels good. It feels amazing. Okay. But why does it feel amazing? What is the nature of it? And then share it to say, like, is it the mindful? Maybe, you know, when we, we always say after a practice, even if, if you feel relaxed, it's not mindfulness, it's the breath, right? It's like oxygen and staying still and put. So there are a lot of side effects that are not necessarily, you can get the same effect doing something else, right? So uh, it's important actually to understand it all, right? Exactly. To have a clear idea yeah. of, uh, of what is it that you are doing yeah. uh, and what is the practice that you are following. That's the point, describing why. If it's good, it's good. Why? What happened? And then what happened? And the mm. same as if, if it's not good. Having this openness to, to all that happens. I think it's time for a practice, no? But practice, yeah. Practice time. Yes, okay. Okay, so we're going to try to keep it. If you're not seated, you just try to find a place to... Uh, where you can be in silence and trying to close the eyes. If it's not possible to close it now, just making a soft gaze down. And slowly bringing the attention to the body. Letting go words, other thoughts, adjusting your posture, trying to balance the comfort, and the stability. Bringing a sense of friendliness 
to yourself, to the body. Bringing the attention to the hands and trying to explore a bit the sensations on the hands, the content, contact with the surface, the sensation of position of the fingers, is it possible to realize, to sense what finger is easier to feel? Is there any difference between the sensation in the hand, in the left hand, and in the right hand? Softly, softly widening the focus, keeping the contact with the hands, and integrating the arms, shoulders, neck, face. Belly, breast, legs and feet. What happens to the mind when observing the body this way? What happens to the thoughts and emotions? We're slowly getting in contact to the external environment again, observing external noises, the lightning of the environment, doing some deep breaths, and when it feels comfortable, opening the eyes. Enjoying the silence, not wanting to open the eyes. <laughs> it was, it was, it was great. I, I really like the the fingers. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which, which fingers I could sense the most, and, and which one the least. And, and you start searching. Which one is it? Is it this? No, is this? Yeah. <laughs> then thoughts are coming. Yeah. yeah, and observing those thoughts. <laughs> But it actually brings more to the yeah, experience. So, so yes, it's just, you know, it's enough a question sometimes to enhance the awareness of a certain part of your body or for your experience. So it's, it's nice. Thank you, Fabiani. Yes, any final word of wisdom? Yes. Oh, 
I just want to thank you all for this opportunity, and that's it. Enjoy, enjoy the experience, enjoy the silence. So the final word of wisdom are from Pat. Pat, go ahead. Silence. <laughs> It doesn't work so well on, on, on a podcast, I guess. But yeah, just like Fabiani said, thank you so much, Lele. Thank you so much, Fabiani. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone that's listening. And uh, enjoy the silence and, and see which of the fingers or the toes you can send the most this week. Thank you for listening. Okay. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.